1: And welcome to it, Employment Law Show indeed. John Scholes here, and alongside partner Sam Firu Tamarkin LLP, Alex Luchaferro here to answer all of your questions and emails and get through this hour of stuff you need to know. I'm going to give you some uh, some information right off the top, how you can reach out to Alex and his team uh, anytime you would like. Phone number is fine, one 855 821 5,900 works splendidly. There's also the, uh, the email route of help at employmentlawyer.ca and a website built uh, just for you. It's free. It's anonymous. Lots of uh, employment law information. There's even a little bit on disability law and some contact information as well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But we'll get down to our topic for uh, today in just a bit here, Alex, and that will be lost your job due to COVID-19, what you need to know. How about that? That's on the way and pretty timely as well. Maybe some emails if we have time during the hour, but... uh we always start off, pal, with a week that was. How are you?
2: Hey, Johnny. Thank you very much. Great to be here. It's yeah, been uh, another busy, busy week for us here at Semfiru markin Lots of people contacting us with uh, questions about their employment. Uh, most recently, John, questions about workplace safety, about severance pay as usual. Uh, temporary layoffs are still a hot-button topic. Uh, and, of course, you know, more generally, questions about COVID-19 and how that's impacting lots of people still uh, in the workplace and listen, despite, you know, despite the obvious difficulty that those people contacting us are having with their work, you know, it, it's great that uh, uh, those people are content, kind of contacting us, John, we encourage people to contact us to seek out that help seek out that information, uh, and the advice that they need to solve their workplace uh, problems. Listen, whether you want to call into the show right now, which would be great. Uh, we're here live ready to take on all questions and tackle all problems. Or whether you want to call us at the office, however you want to get a hold of us, Uh, the important thing is that if you have questions about your work, if if you've been let go from your job or if you're struggling, if you feel like your employer is not holding up its end of the bargain, you need to speak with an employment lawyer as soon as possible. These kinds of conversations really can't wait. I mean, They could literally affect your entire career. And obviously, the more information you have, the more knowledge you have as an employee about your rights in the workplace, about what your employer can and can't do, obviously, the more protected you're going to be, the more prepared you're going to be mm-hmm. uh, to deal with any given workplace issue. And listen, you know, uh, most recently, uh and it's obviously hot in the news this weekend, we've obviously seen, you know, the protests going on uh in Ottawa by the truckers with respect to, you know, maxi- vaccine mandates and and the like. Yep. We've been speaking, John, with lots and lots of employees from really across all industries that are dealing with exactly that. They're dealing with workplace mandatory vaccination policies. And it has to be said, and to be clear, John, I, I am pro-vaccine. I think it's obvious that vaccines reduce your risk of hospitalization. They reduce your risk of severe illness. But one can be pro-vaccine and also have some concerns about vaccine mandates. And from an employment law point of view, I can tell you that for a lot of these non-unionized employees out there uh, that are being let go, or they're being put on unpaid leave and they're not being offered severance and they're being treated really poorly uh, because they're not vaccinated, those employees are still going to be owed severance when yeah. they're let go. And so even these employees have rights, they have protections, mostly in the form of severance. And as a quick aside here, John, I mean, I'm, I reference specifically non-unionized employees because unionized employees are, you know, Uh, a different situation, and the analysis is going to be very, very different. But again, for the vast majority of non-unionized employees out there, if you're dealing with a vaccine policy issue in your workplace, again, you need to speak to somebody about a situation like that. You need to get advice from an employment lawyer. Otherwise, you're operating in the blind. And so if your spidey senses are tingling, if you're not sure about a situation Uh, at work. Your instincts are probably correct there. Again, before you do anything, before you say anything to your employer about a situation, give us a call. Get the advice that you need. Uh, It's extremely important. And so... So
1: have you yeah. been getting calls Alex from employers that figure they just they have I guess the rights not the right word but they feel they can just put these these mandates down even if they're not a government employer they feel well the government's doing it so I guess I can I can throw mandates out there to my employees they're not doing it out of malice to be to be hurtful but they just think they should be doing it or they they think they can and then they run into some hot water with what you just previously said about you know employees saying no 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 you're going to owe me severance if I if I quit because of it, or at least if, if I'm like go because of this, have you found that as well?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think they're, uh, I think they're kind of jumping on the bandwagon of, well, this is uh, now widely accepted in society, which I agree. It kind of should be. But uh, as an employer, do you have the right? This is the legal question on do you, do you have the right? Do you have the power, the ability to force an employee to be vaccinated or let them go again without severance, without notice of, uh, of any kind? And, You know, there are very few industries in Ontario, at least, that have actually mandated or, excuse me, uh, yeah, very few industries in which the government has actually mandated vaccination, long-term care homes being really the only one. And so this is a situation where, well, if the government hasn't mandated vaccine, how is it possible that an employer can draw that line in the sand? And again, it's not out of malice. It's out of, you know, from their perspective, health and safety, but some employers reach too far thinking that there will be no legal consequences. And there may very well, there likely will be legal consequences in the form of having to pay these employees severance.
1: Again, reaching out to Alex lucifero here anytime. Managing partners and Firu to Mark and LLP. You can do so, 1 855 821 5900. Simple, right? Reach out and have a conversation or send to Alex a, an email. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the way to do that. Uh, if you got something else to talk about, no. If not, we'll move on to our uh, topic for the day, pal, and that is lost your job. Well, there you go. Due to COVID 19, what you need to know. First talking point is this: to so get you to uh, get you to uh, expand on it, Alex. That is, you do not have to sign any termination papers or accept any severance offer on the spot or by that deadline.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely correct, uh, John. And I, I wanted to go over these points today uh, because, and our longtime listeners will will know this stuff quite well, I imagine. Uh, but it's amazing; it's just uh, shocking to me, John. How often these issues come up and how significant they can be. And so to your first point, uh, you know, when an employer presents a termination offer to an employee, that's obviously a traumatic situation for most employees. I mean, you're sat down, you're called into, uh, a meeting. You have no idea what's going to happen. You're presented with a piece of paper, or you're, you know, nowadays you're emailed a document because the the call is maybe over, you know, over a video call, and you're being told that you've lost your job. This is your last day of work. You know, collect your things or return, you know, return company property, and you're you're being asked to sign a paper to sign a document. Uh, and again, an employee in a situation like that. And again, we speak to people every single week that find themselves in this situation. Uh, uh John, without even thinking, because they're in such a kind of shock and because they're so upset, they sign the documents on the spot on the spot, or they sign the document the next day without really having considered it. Uh, and so the first piece of really fundamental, really crucial advice that I want to give our listeners out there is when you find yourself in that situation of being let go and you're under that pressure of being in a meeting, Uh, like that, and you know your job's coming to an end, no matter what documentation your employer provides you, no matter what they tell you is the reason for your termination, maybe it's a restructuring and it's a very amicable parting of ways and they're wishing you all the best, or maybe they're alleging that you did something terribly wrong uh, and they're being really heavy handed in their approach. I don't care what the situation is. You take those documents you shake the, the, your, your manager's hand or the HR person's uh, hand, again, virtually perhaps, uh, and you say, I'm going to review these. I'll need a few days. Thank you very much. You do not sign them on the spot. You do not sign them without speaking with an employment lawyer. I have seen countless, and, and I would say the vast majority, John, of severance offers that are made to employees are deficient, and so it's extremely important that you speak with an employer, make sure you know what your severance entitlements are, make sure you get proper legal advice in a situation before you sign anything. If you do sign, if you do fall under that pressure of signing a document uh, without really knowing what the correct amount of severance is or what your options were at the time, it's effectively impossible to go back on that signature. And you could be walking away from literally thousands and thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars in severance pay. And that's not something uh, you want to experience. You don't want to have those regrets as you move forward through your career.
1: Yeah, I think people just feel feel pressure, and every time they see a deadline in any document, they feel you know a mortgage renewal or a you know employment dismissal letter, whatever. They feel oh, I got to sign this thing. I can't be I can't be bad. I got to be you know truthful and and on the ball. But that's that, like you said, could cost them tens of thousands of dollars. So it's never. Good to do that. And it's a pressure tactic. At the end of the day, they want you to Absolutely. sign and get you off the books. So there you go. we got uh, lots more to go here. Take a short break. You want to reach out to Alex, like I said, any time outside of the uh, the hour of the show, you can do so. 1-855-821-5900. Email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue. This is the Employment Law Show.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: And welcome back, Alex Luciferro, Managing Partner, Sam Firu Tamarkin is here and taking all of your calls and uh, listening to your your emails and your concerns. You want to reach Alex anytime as well, 1-855-821-5900. There's the option of email. That is simply help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website build just for you. It deals with all kinds of aspects of employment law. May answer some questions as well. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca involved and wrapped up into that is the severance pay calculator, which has been around for years and has uncovered what your severance offer really should be. Not what the one on paper says, what it really should be. And you just go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and check out that uh, severance pay calculator. It takes about 30 seconds to go through the... uh, couple of questions it asks, and get a number at the bottom, and you will be shocked. Uh, Pretty much guaranteed. So lost your job due to COVID-19. What you need to know, point number two, is this, Alex, severance based on many factors, many, and can amount to as much as, how about this, 24 months, not weeks, 24 months pay.
2: That is absolutely correct, uh, John. And it's, again, it's another kind of misunderstanding. When we speak to people, very often they have, you know, a completely... Uh, inaccurate understanding. They've either either heard it, you know, from a neighbor or they've heard it, you know, through the grapevine at work and they think, oh, well, you know, I I get a week per year of services as as severance or I get a couple of weeks and that's all I get. And that's just absolutely not the case, Uh, John. The way severance works uh, is that it is based on an employee's age, their position with the company and the uh, length of service, the amount of time they've been with that same company. And listen, the logic is pretty obvious, John. The older you are, the more senior or perhaps the more specialized your position is within that company, and the longer you've been with that company, meaning the longer you've been out of the job market, the more severance you're going to get. And as you very correctly noted, uh, uh, John, an employee, you know, an employee of uh, you know older age and let's say uh, a lengthy service is going to be looking at 24 months of pay as a severance package. as you know, two years of pay uh, as a severance uh, package. That is significant. It's not a week per year of service. It's not even two or three weeks per year of service. It's oftentimes much, much more than that. And again, this goes back to my initial point, which is if you've been let go from your job and you're looking at a severance package, as a layperson – That offer might even look good to you. It might look like a very generous offer. Your employer might even tell you that it's a generous offer. Well, of course they will. They want you to accept that offer. Uh, And I don't mean that in a malicious way. Of course, the employer is thinking about itself. It's thinking about its bottom line, about its budget. And that's a, a reasonable thing for an employer to do. You have to do the same As an employee, you have to look out for your own rights, for your own best interests. And so, even if as an employee you think that their offer is good, I can tell you that it's insufficient almost always. And so, you have to keep those factors of severance in mind. And again, I don't want to keep repeating the same thing, John, but it's important. You have to make sure you get professional advice in a situation uh, like that. Again, if you're a longer service employee, uh, you know, and even as a short service employee, your severance entitlements are going to be significant and almost always they're going to be more than what your employer has actually offered you.
1: Again, making this a, a timely point, I mean, have you found that, uh, the pandemic and, uh, has that made a difference in, uh, in a severance offer as far as somebody not be able to find equal and comparable work because of the, uh, a lot of people may doing the same thing. Is that a factor you found recently?
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's a couple of factors uh, there, but it's a great question, John. Uh Obviously, COVID has affected the economy. Uh, I mean, you know, even setting aside things like closures of businesses, like, you know, restaurants, for uh example, and, and whatnot. I mean, the economy in general took a big hit, and it's actually been more difficult for lots of employees to find new work once they've been let go. And that is actually an argument in favor for a greater severance package. Again, you know, going through the analysis of an employee's age, position, and years of service, the logic here behind severance is that it's meant to hold an employee over until they can find new work. I mean that's the reason why the law around severance developed in the first place. And so if COVID and if you know the economic impact that COVID has had makes it harder for those individuals to uh, John, who have been let go to find new work because the economy's contracted, well, then they're actually owed at law a greater severance period. And this is not just me kind of speculating this, John, or me coming up with these things or, or, you know, our firm coming up with these theories. There are cases in Ontario that have already gone through the courts over the past two years since COVID that say exactly what I've just said, which is an employee is entitled to more severance, if their ability to find a new job has been impacted because of COVID. And so those employees might be looking at a greater severance package if they're dealing with a situation uh, like that. So that's a great point, John.
1: Again, reaching out to Alex anytime, as you know, is one 855 5900 If only for a chat, maybe to clear up something we cover here on the show or you have questions otherwise, uh, Alex and his team always Always oh, there, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Again, lost your job due to COVID-19, what you need to know. Um, you are entitled to full severance pay, even if the termination is related to COVID-19. I know this topic keeps coming up, and we do it. To, we have been talking about this in some way, shape, or form for months, but uh, until this thing settles down and it uh, changes the employment landscape to back to maybe what it was, we're going to keep talking about it. So how about that, entitled to full severance pay, even if it's related to uh, to the pandemic, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, we were just touching on the point that well, actually, if your termination is related to COVID nineteen and it affects your job search, again, you might be looking at more severance rather than less. So when we talk about you know full severance pay, there's an enhanced argument there on the part of an employee to to say, yeah, absolutely, you're owed your full severance pay entitlements. It might be your full severance and then some if you're particularly impacted because of COVID. But I wanted to touch on this point, uh, uh, John, because, uh, again, I, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes here of an employee who has just been let go uh, and is kind of hearing from the employer, their the employer's point of view and their rationale. And what I've been hearing through the people that we speak with is that an employer will often say, well, you're being let go because of COVID and times are tough because of COVID. And so we're having to let you go. And we, you know, we made you the best offer for severance that we possibly could. But again, we're struggling uh, here. And so it's the employer who is, and again, perhaps completely legitimately using COVID as a reason, A, to let the employee go, but also B, to perhaps offer them a meager severance package and say, well, we just don't have the funds. And that is something else that's also been addressed by our laws here in Ontario. And it's another factor that is uh, employee friendly, shall we call it, which is Mm -hmm. that there is clear law in Ontario that says that an employer does not get to pay less severance because they are having financial issues. And so an employer cannot claim poverty. They cannot say that, oh, well, because of COVID, we can't afford to pay your proper severance entitlements. That is not a good enough excuse, John. And to all of the employees listening out there, do not fall for it. Uh, it doesn't matter what an employee's ability to pay is or isn't, it doesn't affect the legal analysis. It doesn't affect the fact that you are owed as an employee your full severance entitlements based on your age, your position, your years of service with the company, and the hard time that you might have finding a job because of COVID. And so it's clear that the law here is working in favor of employees and not in favor of employers when it comes to severance. Employers cannot use COVID as an excuse to pay less severance. Uh, They're going to have to meet an employee's full severance entitlements, full stop.
1: Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting thing that uh, employers are going to probably rely on. And, I, you know, something I think we've discussed, I know Lior and I have discussed on, on other shows, is the fact that uh, sometimes employers will just, you know, they'll do a, a or at least work on a mass uh, let-go, mass firing of four or five employees citing COVID-19 is the problem. And the problem for them with that is now you may be looking at, you know, five or ten people you have to pay severance to. And if that could be up to 24 months, that could be a bigger hit than actually keeping somebody on in way, some way, shape or form, uh, through the pandemic and trying to struggle through this. I know it's not a good thing. It's not, it's not a positive thing for employers, but quite often they don't look ahead to what they could be owing if they, if they cut all their staff, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely, John. And it's actually an excellent point. If we, if we turn the table here. Uh, and look at it from an employer's point of view, I mean, there's also an excellent lesson to be had here. And for all of those employers out there listening this morning and thinking, man, I can't believe it, severance, why is it so employee-friendly? And Well, that's the way the law works in Ontario, but more importantly... As an employer, you need to get legal advice yourself before you make these decisions. If you're thinking of letting an employee go or if you're thinking of letting a group of employees go and these are long service employees, well, you're going to have a hefty bill on your hand. You need to know what that might be and the true value of what that might be, the full severance entitlements that those employees would have before you actually Pull the trigger, so to speak, and let yeah. those employees go. If you do it the other way around, and you just, you know, throw caution to the wind and let the employee go, and then have to scramble to figure out how much severance they're owed, you're going to be in for quite, uh, you know, for quite a shock when it comes to how much severance an employee is actually looking at.
1: Reaching out to Alex Lucifero, and uh, he's ready to uh, take your call or answer your emails any time. And that's uh, that's really simple: one eight five five eight two one. 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca help at lawyer.ca. We're going to try to get to some email here a little later on in the show, but I think we've still got a couple minutes before we, uh, we got to slide into a short break, Alex. And we're talking about losing your job or lost your job due to COVID-19 and what you need to know. Point number three, do not accept a termination for cause at face value. Just because they said you did something wrong and you're out of here does not necessarily make it so.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, John, and I'll, I'll touch on this issue kind of more generally, and then I'll, I'll plug it into, uh, again, kind of the, 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 vaccine policy issue that we've been seeing more, more recently. So, you know, it's important for everybody to understand when we're talking about terminations for cause, as opposed to a termination without cause. Um, when an employer alleges a termination for cause, what they're doing is letting the employee go without any notice whatsoever, and without any severance whatsoever. So they're literally being booted out the door with absolutely nothing other than their last day of actual work. And uh, a termination for cause has to be reserved for the worst of the worst scenarios. Uh, so it is really, uh, and I mean this literally, and this is the language the law uses, John, it is the capital punishment yeah. of the employment relationship. Uh, that is literally language taken out of case law, out of a uh, court decision in Ontario, it cannot be just a, you know, uh, a transgression that's worth a slap on the wrist or a reprimand. Again, we're talking about the worst kind of, worst of worst offenses here in the employment context, and I'm sure we all could think of them. And this brings me to my point about these mandatory vaccination policies, which is that for those employees that are either working from home or uh, that have been uh you know working safely with masks and with social distancing and with uh y- y- you know uh, let's say reporting of symptoms throughout 2 years of the pandemic and have been doing that completely successfully and completely safely to now let an employee go john for cause again 2 years into the pandemic because they're they're maybe not vaccinated or they're not perfectly following a mandatory vaccination policy It just doesn't cut it, John. It doesn't amount to the worst of the worst offenses. And that is an example of, you know, a termination for cause situation that we see very often. We see employers, uh, you know, letting employees go on the basis of a termination for cause and making those kinds of allegations and employees just assuming that their employer is right and employees thinking, well, if my employer is saying that I'm not owed severance, I guess I'm not owed severance. And that's not the case, John. Employers will very often get this stuff wrong. They will allege cause where there is actually nowhere near cause for termination. And that only means, uh, John, and this is what the law is going to give an employee like that, they're going to give them severance. And so if you've been let go for cause, if you're being alleged cause, listen, even if even if the transge- transgression is a kind of moderately serious one, don't assume that your employer's correct. You may very well be owed severance in a situation like that.
1: And how do you find out definitively? You call Alex. Just that simple. Don't scratch your head and wonder why and assume that uh, you should be out of there. Call Alex and we'll uh, we'll go to a break. I'm going to give you that contact information before we continue on. And again, we'll try to get to a couple of email here with the remainder of the show. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, the website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And if you just go to employmentlawyer.ca, that first website, not the email, you'll find the media tab and some links to our long-running TV show as well. You can check that out. We'll
0: continue. This is the Employment Law Show. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser.
1: And we're back. Good to have you along for the remainder of it. Alex Lucifero is our guy. Managing Partners, Sam Firu Tamarkin, LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land from coast to coast to coast. Feel free to reach out anytime to Alex and his team. You want a conversation? You want to get some information before you sign anything, right? Always do that. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. one 821 Fifty nine hundred. Get that number down, and then pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for lots more information. A Couple more points on this one, Alex, and that is lost your job due to COVID nineteen. What you need to know, and this one, a lot of people are in the dark about. Contractors are often owed a severance package. Most feel they are not, and are told they are not as well. Right? Yeah, that's
2: absolutely right, uh, uh, John. And you know, to my previous point about you know the economy contracting because of COVID, and obviously it's been it's been a tough tough couple of years for uh, a lot of individuals out there, employees, certainly, but contractors, uh, as well. Uh, and we've spoken to lots of contractors who will contact us and say, Hey, you know, I, I know I'm probably not owed anything, but I was just recently, you know, my contract was terminated, uh, by this company. You know, I've been working with them for about, you know, 10 years or, or so. You know, I'm just wondering if I'd owe, I'm owed anything. And it's just shocking, uh, John. I mean, literally, Nine out of ten times, what we'll see is that this person is being called a contractor. They themselves think they're a contractor. Uh, they either have a sole proprietorship. You know, they've been invoicing a company for years and years, paying their own income tax, etc. But it turns out that these contractors are actually employees, uh, uh, John, because most of these individuals work for one organization. They work pretty much a nine-to-five job. Uh, you know, the, the equipment that's being provided is provided by the company. I mean, in everything but name, John, these people are employees of the company, and some of these employers just stick a label of contractor uh, on these workers and say, well, you're a contractor, so we don't owe you severance. And that can't be further from the truth, uh, John. The reality is that, again, most it, contractors out there are in fact are in kind of in all reality employees of the company and as a result they're going to be owed severance if their employment ends if their contract uh, ends and this is actually not complicated stuff uh, John when we assist these individuals in getting uh, severance it actually takes a phone call or two or maybe a couple of letters To resolve the situation and get them a reasonable severance package, the analysis of whether an individual, a worker, is a contractor or an employee is actually pretty darn straightforward. And so oftentimes we can resolve these situations, You know, even if they're a touch complicated because they're being called contractors, we can resolve these situations very, very easily and very even amicably with an employer. They just need to be educated on what their workers actually are. And again, most times they're employees that are owed severance and not contractors that can just be kicked out the door without uh, everything
1: Exactly. Lost your job due to, uh, to COVID-19, what you need to know. We're going to cover one more point before we get to some uh, some email. Contact an employment lawyer to find out what your rights are. I know this is like duh, but we just echo this point because as you mentioned, I think a little earlier on in the show, Alex, quite often as far as what your road and what your rights are, it's going to be friends saying, Oh yeah, my buddy lost his job. He did this or no, I, you know, I had a friend or my uncle lost his job. You're not allowed to do this or no, two weeks per, per year is fine. My buddy Steve told me you're, you're right on track or I got something off a, a Google employment law page, if those exist or a blog. You can't do that. You want to hear it from the, the proper source, which is you and the firm. So you should be doing that as well, right, as far as finding out what your rights are.
2: That That's absolutely right, uh, uh, John. And again, it's a, it's a point we make very often, but it's probably the most important point uh, that someone can take uh, from our shows, which is that, again, if you're dealing with any kind of issue uh, at work, uh, you need to speak with an employment lawyer before – Uh, You do anything before you sign any documents, before you accept any offers from your employer, uh, before you take any kind of position on the record with respect to your uh, employment. It's important to strategize with an employment lawyer to talk about what the issues are, what the legal analysis is, what options you have. As an employee, oftentimes an employee has more than one option. You can do X, Y, or Z in the situation that you find yourself in. And that employee will then be able to make a decision with the legal analysis in mind, with those options as mind. And it's so liberating, John, to, for an employee to, you know, be able to have that power, to have the option of exercising and making a decision for themselves. And again, the point specifically with respect to COVID that I want to make is, you know listen I you know our worlds worlds have been turned upside down uh because of covid hopefully we're coming out of that now but I could tell from the people that we speak with every single day there's a lot of anxiety in the workplace there's a lot of stress in in mm-hmm. the workplace And employees feel kind of frozen in their position. They don't know what to do. They don't know what options they have. They don't know whether their employer uh, is treating them uh, correctly or not. And that is why we have to give this very basic advice of, Reach out for help. Reach out to speak with an employment lawyer. Oftentimes, the conversations I have with individuals, I mean, every single day, those conversations are free of charge. We can point people in the right direction. We can give them the advice uh, that we need. And employees feel better having received proper legal advice from one of our employment lawyers.
1: You know it's uh, it's interesting too because I'm sure if if you have any time off which you probably don't is is how much rhetoric has been spewed on the internet about employment law and what your rights are because of the pandemic it must be absolutely you must be fighting this stuff off constantly and trying to get people the right information right hence the reason why we put that point in there to reach out to you
2: yeah, it is. I mean, it, there was always a lot of misunderstanding when it came to employment law. John, as you very well know, having done this show for, for many, many, uh, years, and you're absolutely right. That's been compounded since the start of the pandemic. And it's important to note that, well, actually, in reality, our employment laws haven't really changed. If anything, they've become a touch more employee friendly. Uh, and so again, it's important to get that advice. And so it's important to know that despite everything that's happened, employees in Ontario and generally speaking throughout Canada have really strong protections when it comes to things like severance, when it th- comes to things like fighting a temporary layoff or fighting a big change to the terms of your employment. Uh, those are things that employees might just assume that they have to, you know, grin and bear, but that's not the case. They can choose to fight those issues uh, and the law is on their side when it comes to many, many
1: issues in the work and with that, we'll take a short break and bounce over to some email. you still got some time to uh, to send us one, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Don't be bashful. Feel free to do that, and you can use that to reach out to Alex anytime and call him. He's got a team waiting to talk to
0: you, 1-855-821-5900. We'll continue Employment Law Show. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: And we're uh, we're back at it. Good to have you along for the uh, the remainder. If you've hung in for the entire thing, good. Love to love to hear that. If not, you can reach out afterwards to Alex Lucifero and his team managing partner. That's mark Tamarkin LLP. You should uh, reach out to Alex if you're any sort of uh, employment law pickle. They have recovered and gotten compensation, the right amount, the proper compensation for tens of thousands across this country from coast to coast to coast. So make sure you at least do that and have a chat. As Alex said, uh, going into the, uh, the, the break we just got through, that for the most part, a quick conversation, it's there, there's no charge for it. You're just getting some basic information and Just uh, enlightening you as to what your employment law rights are. Due diligence is what it's all about because it could cost you tens of thousands if you take the advice of people who are not in the know. And by that, I mean an employment lawyer, which is where you want to go. Not a real estate lawyer, not your family lawyer, not any of that. You want to go to an employment lawyer and get the proper information. Uh, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And as I mentioned off the top, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is a website that was constructed absolutely free. It's anonymous. It deals with a lot of the things we talk about on the show. Uh wrongful dismissals, being a contractor, you know, are you owed this severance? And if you ever want to check that number, the severance pay calculator is rolled into that website now. It used to be standalone, but it's in the pocket employment lawyer. Uh, website right now, really handy. Again, it's free. It takes a couple minutes to uh, to go through that and see what the profit sever- proper severance number should be. It's not inflated. It's not fictitious. It's based on uh, past laws. So have a look at that pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But we did mention some emails here, Alex. Let me uh, scroll down. My laptop would cooperate. There we go. Nancy, his first one says, "Hey, Alex, uh, currently on mat leave and should be returning back to work next month." spoke to my boss yesterday, and she said, I may not have a position when I come back because of COVID-19. If the company is experiencing financial issues and they claim not to have my old position available, would they owe me severance?
2: Yeah, interesting uh, interesting question, uh, Nancy. So I think there are kind of two main issues here, and and maybe to, to state the obvious point, well, if ultimately you're let go, Nancy, there's no question you're going to be owed uh severance maybe going back to the couple of points i made during uh, during the show uh yeah I, I, you know quite frankly whether the employer is having financial issues or not whether you're being let go because of covid or not you are going to be owed your full severance entitlements based on your age position and years of service your employer doesn't get a discount because it you know might be having some financial issues or if you're being let go because of covid that is the way the law works full stop it's really as simple as that now, second point, and perhaps more interesting point here, as we always say, uh, John, you don't mess with mama. And so that also applies to uh, an employee who's coming back from a maternity leave or from a parental leave. It's actually the case in Ontario, John, that these employees returning from such leaves have the right to go back to the position that they left. This is clear law written in black and white, uh, so if that position does still exist, the employer doesn't get to say, well, we like your replacement better. <sighs> so we're putting you in another position or we're letting you go. Absolutely not. The only way that employee can't return to that position if it's, a- is if it's actually the case that the employee's position has been abolished. So if you were uh, a dispatcher for an employer, and you went off on maternity leave and you come back and that company doesn't have any dispatchers anymore. Well, the employer A has the obligation to put you in a comparable position if one exists. But if no such position, comparable position exists, well, then they have the right to, le- they have the ability, the employer that is, to let you go with severance. So that is question number one, John. And I'd be mm-hmm. curious here to know with respect to Nancy's situation and it doesn't sound like it to be honest whether employer her employer actually prefers just another employee in her position or whether the position's actually gone if they've just chosen one employee over the other that might might be a human rights complaint it might be a violation of the employment standards act so in addition to severance Nancy might actually be looking at additional compensation for those kind of breaches so uh, Nancy should definitely be getting some advice in a situation like that and speaking with one of our employment lawyers
1: Nancy, nicely done. You got the email address down for sure, but here's the number just in case you missed it, one 821 Moving on down to uh, to Richard. Richard says, I'm currently on a layoff and will likely be recalled to work in a, in a few weeks. I've heard from coworkers already back at work that our boss isn't following any of the rules set by public health. Can I refuse to return to work?
2: Yeah, I guess another another scenario here with a couple of different issues. Uh uh John, let me touch on this one first, which is that I think uh, I think you mentioned Richard was uh on a layoff and I yes. imagine he means on a temporary layoff. So, you know, we've been harping on this since the beginning of the pandemic as employees don't assume that an employer is allowed to temporarily lay you off. A temporary layoff is actually a right that you have, as an employee have to give up. Uh, and so if you've never agreed to a layoff in the past, if you've ne- never been laid off uh, by your employer before, and if your contract of employment, if you have one, uh, if your contract says nothing about temporary layoffs, if it, is it, if it doesn't allow an employer to lay you off, then actually the employer is not allowed to lay you off. A temporary layoff would be considered a termination in a case like that. You have the right to treat the layoff as a termination get your severance entitlements and get moving on with your employment, you don't have to accept the temporary layoff. And actually, in almost all cases, you don't want to accept the temporary layoff. You don't want to give your employer that power, that right. Now, Richard, if you've accepted the temporary layoff and maybe it's a term of your employment, maybe you, you're laid off every so often right. and that's kind of a, a regular routine as part of your employment, that's fine, I guess. Uh, if your employer's not following kind of the basic public health and safety guidelines that it's supposed to be facing. So let's say masking in the workplace or distancing in the workplace or just basic health and safety stuff, you know, depending on your particular industry. Well, of course, that's a problem. You can you actually have the right to refuse work if you think your workplace is unsafe. Uh, The first thing you want to do is have a conversation with your employer about it. They need you need to bring it to their attention and ideally, you want to do that in writing or have some sort of evidence that you've brought it to your attention. So maybe a, you know, a group meeting uh, with your employer where there are, there are other witnesses in play. If, you're, if your employer is not going to address those concerns, you also have the ability to file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor with respect to an unsafe work environment. The Ministry of Labor will investigate those claims. And ultimately, you would have the right to refuse work potentially if you think it's a severe issue so you have options uh richard you have rights in the situation it's important that you stand up for those rights particularly when we're dealing with health and safety in the workplace
1: richard appreciate that was uh that's probably going to where we're going to end it for today thanks for uh for reaching out and for everyone else who didn't get a chance to either email or, or call in you can do so after the show as you can every time here's the number to reach alex and his team one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The email we use every show help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the free and anonymous website, all constructed to help you. Uh, navigate employment law on your own until you make that phone call pocket thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time employment law show
0: the preceding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of global news radio 640 toronto